Welcome to the No Rain, No Rainbows podcast. This is a show about pushing through obstacles and hard times in order to live a happy and fulfilled life. I'm your host, Ted Fayton, and it's a pleasure to have you joining us. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Let's grow. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the No Rain, No Rainbows podcast. Can we just talk? I, I can't do it as well as our guest today. Brad Keaton, man. How you doing? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. I think um, our listeners are going to be blessed to not hear my singing voice for the rest of this episode. <laughs> um, but for anybody who doesn't know who you are, I'm really excited to have you on the show, man. And um, I'd love for you to introduce yourself to our listeners, let them know who you are and uh, what it is you do. Okay. Brad Keaton, uh, singer-songwriter from Spartanburg, South Carolina, and um, been singing, man, for 30-plus years. Wow. Uh, been writing, songwriting for about 15, 16 now, so. Yeah. So did you always have the ability to sing, or was that something that you developed at a young age? So I, yeah, it's been developing, obviously, sure. the whole time, <laughs> um, to the point where I'm now, but... Um, but yeah, I started singing. I was born into a singing family. My mom and dad were already singing and traveling. Nice. My dad was a pastor at the time, so they would travel and sing, and he would preach. I was born into that, and um, started singing on stage with them at like three. Okay. Uh, in fact, started singing a harmony part even with, uh, with them at a young age. So, so yeah, you're not new to this. You're no. true to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been doing it for a long time. Now, do you think anybody can sing? And I ask that selfishly because, I, as you just heard at the top of the show, um, <laughs> I don't have the best singing voice. There are a couple songs, um, "Temptations," "My Girl," being in particular, which is my go-to karaoke, my go-to karaoke song, which just seems to work with my voice. Yeah. Is are there songs that will work with my voice? Songs that will not work on my voice? Is there a way to train to have at least a satisfactory level? Of of tone, yeah. Yeah, you're shaking your head. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you you just from hearing you hit those notes, even though you were being silly, you're like, you've got a tone. You've got the tone already. <laughs> it's a matter of getting the getting the pitch. Correct. Okay. Um, and that can be taught. I think. I, I think with vocal training and stuff like that. And I've heard vocal teachers say you yeah. can teach anyone to sing. Okay. Um, it's more about the ear. It's more about hearing the correct notes huh. prior to. Singing. Hitting the correct notes. Okay, yeah. so you have to know what you're listening for before you know what to play. Kinda. Yeah, yeah. So kind of if you you, know, you learn your pitch, you learn your range, and that's a big thing with the Temptation song you mentioned. It may be that that's your range. Yeah, you know, and and much much higher than that or lower than that, whatever <laughs> it is, maybe too high for you. Yeah, and so that's one thing I'm having to come to grips with too is. I can't keep up with some of these guys all the time. You mm -hmm. know, there's no there's no way I should try to compete with Bruno Mars after he's been in the studio and had three runs at it or four runs at it to, to nail it. Yeah. And then me try to do that live in the same key. Like it's nah. Yeah. Why? You know <laughs> what I mean? Understanding your own range is very important and I think a lot of people don't yeah. don't get that. What was that journey like kind of understanding, I guess, your vocal limitations and uh, kind of adjusting it? Because I think it's a lot of times and I'm not sure in terms of like the falsetto and, and things mm -hmm. like that, if you're trying to do something that you're not built for, you almost set yourself up for failure where if you lay on your strengths and, and the vocal abilities that you could really punch, yeah. you know, that can probably set you up for success, right? Yeah. What was that process like kind of realizing or recognizing your range and, and how to adjust songs in your range? So, yeah, I've, I started out singing baritone when I was younger, when I was, um, 
Okay. Before puberty, I guess. And uh, what's baritone? I, I remember like tenor, baritone. What, what yeah, are those baritone's levels? the low uh, male part, um, not bass. Bass mm-hmm. is the lowest, but then there's baritone. It's like the middle, the middle uh, range for a guy. And then the tenor is the high part for a guy. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, so I started singing off the lower part. Just like I heard that first when I started singing the harmony. Mm-hmm. I heard that first. And I picked up on it quickly. And then when I, after I hit puberty and my voice started to develop some, I jumped to the tenor part. Mm-hmm. I started singing real high. Yeah. And then, long, you know, after years, I've, I've started kind of landed in the middle somewhere. So okay. now, I, now I sing, you know, I've got, I've got a decent range, I think. But it's more of like... If I've got a show coming up, you know, I may adjust some keys. If I'm singing some Bruno Mars stuff, you know, um, that's just insanely high. I'm like, I'm not trying to do that. So yeah. I, I may just adjust the keys, tell my band, like, let's adjust that and we'll just go with it. Cause yeah. So is that what they mean? It's like, hey, we're going to do Uptown Funk and C minor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> the key. C minor would be the key. Okay. Yeah. I always wondered what that was. I'm like, the whole entire performance isn't going to be one note <laughs> yeah 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 no that's the that's the key so when you when you say that you've got a, a range of notes that fit within that key okay that you can go to so yeah so this reminds me back when i was young and my trip into the music world um i actually played trumpet okay i was on the honor band but before that i played piano and probably one of the biggest mistakes i ever made was quitting piano because i had a phenomenal piano teacher and she was french and she would come to our house and teach us and I was starting to get the hang of this thing. <laughs> and then she moved to Florida. Mm-hmm. And my mom, and my, at the time, my sister was doing recitals. So continuing her music education was important. And we get a new teacher. And she just, I didn't really know about music theory mm-hmm. at the time. And I guess she just wanted to tear down whatever I learned and teach me again. Yeah. And I remember going painstakingly through these scales. Like da 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 like back and forth. Yeah. And I never understood the purpose of that. Transitioning now for voice, is that something that someone can do in terms of learning their pitch, learning their note, their tone, and kind of getting familiar with the I guess the sound they hope to make? Yeah. I think so. I mean I do it vocally when I'm warming up. Okay. For example, I do the scale just the same way. Okay. Up and down. You know, I may jump up and down, you know, skip one, jump up, do it differently, arrange it differently, but it's still the same scale nice. up and down. And, um, yeah, I mean, doing that and then just taking it up a step, doing it again, going up and up. You can find your range and figure out what, what your top note is and what your bottom note is. Okay. Nice. So that kind of gives you your range. You nice. Know? Yeah. All right. And that's going to be something I'm doing in the shower. And Jesse's going to be like, are you okay? I'm, like, I'm, I'm getting my range. Finding baby. my range. <laughs> I'm finding my range. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I want to talk about transitioning into creating your own music now. Yeah. Because we, we talked a lot about the voice and, and that was kind of selfish for, for me in terms of my curiosity. And I think our listeners can kind of benefit from that too because I just love the idea of different skills or whatnot. Yeah. But there's a difference between some somebody like me who might like dabble and maybe do okay karaoke, but like somebody like you who has transitioned and excelled to the point you're creating your own songs, making your own music, that's a whole nother animal. That's a whole different beast. Mm-hmm. What was that transition like from the three-year-old singing with his parents, getting on stage to you now coming up with an idea for a song and then finding the melody, finding the words, and then putting it out to the world as a finished project? So, yes, yeah, so I found my inspiration for the songwriting part of it 
uh, when I was about 18 and I started dating my wife. Oh, wow. And so that was literally the, my introduction to the song. I, I had I had written the song as a kid or whatever, possibly. But um, but that was when I really started to take it seriously. It started to craft songs. And, and it probably started more so out as like, like a poem. Yeah. Kind of thing, kind of poetry, just, just rhyming words and figuring out the structures and... Um, and it didn't it didn't become crafting of a song until a little later. Yeah. But that was the beginning of it. And um and yeah, over the years I've learned a lot of tips and tricks along the way and you know, the structure of a song such as verse chorus, verse chorus mm-hmm. versus verse chorus bridge, chorus verse bridge. However you want to do yeah, it. Like so there's yeah. different ways to, to structure it and there's correct ways as well that I've learned. And really? there's there's ways that are just harder for people to hear. So the, the ear is trained to hear it a certain way. Mm-hmm. They're used to hearing a song a certain way. Uh, so if you vary from that, it can throw people off, which I've learned. And, yeah. and it's kind of interesting as well. So. That's interesting because there's a podcast I love um, called Dissect. And mm-hmm. the the host, he breaks down um, hip-hop albums or just different albums. Yeah. And he breaks down um, Kanye West's album, My Dark Twisted Fantasy. Yeah. And it's the song Runaway. And he talks about how that song always surprises you because like the piano, the ding, ding, he says that that's actually on the, uh, the two note. Yeah. So when the full beat comes in, like he, he says, you, when you count the beat, he's like one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Right. Well, the piano's on the two, not the one. So he's like, <laughs> you hear the, the, the ding on its own and your brain is automatically going to make that in the one make spot. The one. Yeah. And then when the full ensemble breaks in you're like oh yeah comes in like it sounds off <laughs> yeah you're like yeah, wait yeah. a minute yeah and that jars is, is something that was i guess strategically done yeah. and so what you're saying is kind of like learning that that kind of rhythm and whatnot when songwriting yeah um when you mentioned that you first started when you're dating your now wife um do you think like the inception of feeling can kind of be the foundation of a great song yeah Definitely, I think that's where it comes from. The emotional, the emotional highs and lows are the best times to write. Okay. So, so if you just had a victory, mm-hmm. it's a great time to write. If you yeah. just had a fight <laughs> with your wife, it's a great time to write. I literally penned a song just after we had a fight, and I was so frustrated. Um, and I penned it. It was something like, um, uh, "Baby, right or wrong, mm-hmm. all in all." Winter, spring, summer, or fall, I'm in it for the long haul. So so no matter what happens, we're fighting right now. Like yeah. That's the season we're in, okay? But tomorrow will be good again, and, mm-hmm. and it'll be all right. And I think that's what makes music in general so special. I think it's it's really an audible version of our of our emotions. And when, when you exactly. deepen that emotion and you just you get the words out, where some folks might journal, some folks might right. think, oh, let me, let me do that. You get the words out. And because it's tapped and rooted in that emotion, it's something that when someone hears it, they can relate to. And they're like, oh, man, I felt the same thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, that's the thing that anything that you feel, you're not the only one that's ever felt that. A lot of people would relate with that. Yeah. And and I to hit on another thing you said too, um, any psychiatrist or any therapist, a lot of times they'll be like, Go write it out. Mm-hmm. Write down your feel. Journal. Like that's the biggest thing. A lot of times that they'll recommend is journaling. Yeah. Um, because it's just a w- good way to get your feelings out. Either, nobody ever sees it, even if you write it and then throw it in the trash. Yeah. It's just a matter of you've gotten that out of you, and you can move on now. 
And to be right. honest, and to that point, like I've done that once where I was frustrated and maybe Jess and I just got into a little fight or something. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, let me, I opened up the notes app in my phone and I just typed away and then yeah. deleted it. Like yeah. it was just, I typed it, wrote it down. I'm good. Yeah. You know, deep breath and keep it moving. Yeah. <laughs> you know, on to the next one. Yeah. And as a songwriter, see, I, I keep all those notes. <laughs> like, okay. See, I mean, I'll, I'll write when I'm in frustra- frustration mode too, and I, but I'll keep that. Yeah. And that's, that's. I can I can work that into a song later, you know, yeah. whatever. So I have I mean, my my phone is full of notes. Yeah, and yeah. I have a binder that I've had for fifteen years. It's just full of lyrics that I'm yeah. just, you know. And that's awesome because when you say like fifteen years, you've been writing, you've been kind of singing. This is like what we're seeing is chess, not checkers, right? Mm-hmm. Long game, not short game. I think yeah. we live in a time of instant gratification where you know folks are going to be like, okay, you know, I've been. I've been trying this singing thing for about four months and it's just, it's not panning out and uh, maybe it's just not for me, but it's like, you've only been doing it for four months and you see some of these people who have been doing it for years and you compare yourself to them thinking it's supposed to become quick, but that's not the case. You have to work at it. Um, When you're making a song and I'm sure there's probably a lot of different uh, orders that can happen, but what typically comes first? Do you write the words first and then find the melody? Do you hear a melody and think, oh, I have the perfect words for that? Or do you have your bank of all the, the notes and all the words that you've written? And when you see a melody that kind of hits on the same kind of, uh, I guess, emotional chord, the two just tend to match. Uh, I want to hit on one thing before I answer that. Yeah. You, you mentioned um, um, just the journey. And, and I think one thing that I've learned along the way is luck is about being in the right place at the right time. Okay. Luck is about putting in the work and putting yourself in a good place. Mm-hmm. I think it was Gary Vee that said this as well. Yeah. It's, it's not. It's not luck. It's, <laughs> there's been a lot of work behind the scenes to get there. And yeah. Very, very rarely is it uh, an overnight success. Yeah. That really doesn't happen. They say it takes ten years to build an overnight success, right? And they say the average musician it takes about seven years of working hard at their craft before they get the recognition they deserve. Absolutely. Well, I think yours is coming, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm about four years in. <laughs> All right, there you uh, go. Uh, but back to your question, yeah. Um, so uh, along the process over the last however many years I've been writing, I've learned to look for things just every day, all, all the time. Look for inspiration in all kinds of things. So I, I'll be walking down the street, or I'll be walking. A lot, I do a lot of work in the coffee shops and stuff like mm-hmm. that, bookstores. Um, so literally, I'll be walking through, and words will jump off the page at me, and as as a title of a song or a lyric of a song, and I've just learned to look for those things and take note of them. Yeah. Um, as I go through my day to day processes, whatever it is, um, a lot of times it's lyrics. I would say more so typically that triggers it. Sometimes it's melody first, so mm-hmm. it can vary for me. Um, sometimes they come together, which is easier. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're just we're we're already in. We're in the middle of the song. Yeah, um, we're in it. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of times it's a chorus. Typically, I, ha- I find the chorus first, and then I have to go back and craft the verses around it. Oh. And that's where I'll go to my lyrics that I've had forever, and I'll flip through the lyrics, and I'll say, okay, this kind of fits the theme, pull it out. This fits the theme, pull it out. And then we'll start to craft verses and bridge, typically, is how it goes. Yeah. Who hears your songs before they're done? My wife. Yeah. She's my <laughs> she's And she's my greatest critic, which is good. Yeah. Um, she, she has no qualms about being like that sucks nice you need to go back to the drawing board on that yeah. one and i'm good with that and I, I respect her opinion and typically she's right i must say nice yeah so her, her, her sixth nice. sense is 
it's pretty good. So. Yeah, because I feel like I mean when you're when you're working on something, it's good to have that person where you're like, all right, what do you think? Yeah, you know, yeah, and it's as tough as that is. It's hard, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because but while she's my greatest critic, she's the one I want to impress the most. Yeah. So it's like, oh crap, really? It's not good? Dang it. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> I wanted to be like, that's yeah. bomb. Like, yeah. put it out. You it's, know? It's funny you mention that because, and I don't know if it's about the personal connection we have to somebody, the intimacy mm-hmm. that we have with someone, but to your point, I think I have a very low care in terms of what people think. Yeah. But if I disappoint Jess or she thinks something's less than par like that, I take that offensively. Same way. I care. I could care less what people think about me. Yeah. But, but she's the like, only one that really, ooh, really, really matters. Exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She can make it sting a little bit. Yeah. You know, like, she's oh, like, man, you didn't have to say all that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you could yeah. have just said start over. Yeah. yeah. I like it. I like it. Definitely. Do you have any songs? And I'm, I'm not asking you to share the songs. It's probably a yes or no answer. Do you have any songs that you've written just for your wife and no one else will hear? That no one else will hear, probably. or have not heard yet. Uh, yeah, definitely that they've not heard yet. Yeah, I, I typically base most of my stuff on our relationship. Okay, uh, and in some terms, it probably has our journey woven in there at some point. Yeah, um, a lot of them are completely inspired by her. Nice, um, but but to have one that's kind of a secret song just for her now. Nice. I, I typically put it out. If she likes it and she's like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. You know, or that, you know, but I, but I do, I incorporate our journey mm-hmm. all the time. Plus if I knew Jess, if, if your wife is anything like Jess, I'd have a song I wrote just for her and she'd love it. And she'd be like, share it. Cause I love it. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. You gotta, let me hear my family hear that. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cause if exactly. I made it for her, she'd want it to be good. And if it was good, she'd want other people to hear it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Now I've actually got a guy that wants a song he's come to me and has said, will you do a song for my wife? Yeah. And he wants me to talk about their journey and make it for her, um, which is an interesting yeah. you know, new mm-hmm. twist that I'm, that I'm excited to try. So awesome. writing awesome. a song for them and their, their life. What's that vulnerability like when so much of your music is uh, tapped into the relationship with you and your wife? And, and you imagine for the listeners who can connect to the music or who get something from it and an impact from it, you know, they're kind of getting that glimpse of, of kind of what your relationship's like. Yeah. Um, when you mentioned, hey, yeah, like uh, a lot of it's inspired. Your wife okay with that? Is that a discussion you guys had to have in terms of like, hey, listen, you know, our experiences through life is going to feed my music? Yeah. It it's not a discussion we've had, but I, but she's okay with it. I yeah. think as far as as my family and my wife being in the public eye with me, I don't. I try not to do that. Yeah, so much. Um, but um, but yeah, I think I think the vulnerability comes through, and people can relate with that. Mm-hmm. They can relate to that those moments, and you know, and and ultimately, I want our our journey to be an example to other people. Nice, because we've been together. Believe it or not, we've been together now. Shoot, I don't want to mess it up on the podcast. <laughs> uh, since 06. Yeah. So we were, we were married in 06. So we were married 14 years. Nice. Um, and um, and we don't plan to <laughs> ever not going. be married. Yeah. 14 and 0, yeah. as, as my man would say. So, I mean, that's <laughs> that in itself is is something that's kind of unique nowadays. Yeah. Um, but, um, but I think ultimately people want. Mm-hmm. So I think it's relatable. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And it, it's a similar um, challenge I've gone through when you talk about being in the public eye versus the family is, okay, where is that line? Right. You know, because um, for me, um, 
when Jess and I were first dating, you know, there'd be a lot of girls asking, oh, you know, are you seeing somebody and this sure. and the other thing? How come we never see your your girlfriend or whatnot? Are you not proud of her? Are you hiding her? Yeah. And um, it was kind of one of those things where, um, well, I don't want to put her out there first without her being ready for it because that's going to warrant its own attention. And then sure. secondly, when we did kind of really start posting about our relationship we're an interracial couple she's right. she's puerto rican and italian right. and that had its own backlash right you know so i guess where would you put that line in terms of like hey you know i'm i'm fr- i'm fair game but we'll have a picture here and there it, it, is she not in any of your public image stuff um typically no okay like i'm kind of that way we'll have a picture here and there you know an anniversary or if we go out one night or mm-hmm. If we're at the beach with the family or whatever, but um, probably even more so than her, I'm more protective of my kids. Yeah, even than her, um, I just don't trust. I just don't trust people with that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like with my family when it comes to them. But, um, but no, she's. Uh, you know, I think she's good. And we're, and quite frankly, I consider us an interracial couple as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, she's she's British, but she's Caribbean. You know, mm-hmm. she's. Uh, Dark skin, darker skin than me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man. I mean, yeah. darker skin than you. Yeah. No, I'm joking. <laughs> a lot of people are. That's not hard. To do. <laughs> we like to have fun on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's huge because I, I think um, that's good too. And realizing what the platforms are made for. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not for you to know who I'm dating, what we did right now, what mm-hmm. we did last week. Yeah. It's a platform for you to know what we allow you to know yeah, uh, yeah. for what we allow a part of our life to share with you. So uh, in, in contrast, someone asked me, I mean, I am dating someone right now and we've been dating for a while and she hasn't like, I'll post here and there on my stories, maybe occasionally of her, but like, I mean, she knows, she knows her spot and I know my spot when it comes mm-hmm. to her. Like I, we live together right now. It's I'm coming home to her every day where I'm respecting what she does. She's respecting what I does. She respects my work. I talk about everything through our business with her, she knows names. You know what I mean? She yeah. knows when mm-hmm. I interact with women, men. She knows all of it to where it's, you didn't post me on the story. I, well, you don't even post yourself on your story sometimes. You don't yeah. even post the work that you're most proud of that you show me that mm-hmm. you you did it for your client and you didn't even post it on your page. Why didn't you do that? And I'm like, oh, that's that's not what my social media is for. Mm-hmm. Uh, like when yeah. we go out, well, I'll take story, I'll take pictures and stuff on my own phone and save them. Like, I don't have to post them for you. I didn't take the video for you. I took it so I would remember this later. Yeah. Or I, when I want to post a TBT a year from now when it's her birthday and I got this video that you've never seen, y'all like, wait, what? And I'm like, oh, we <laughs> do a lot you. more than yeah. you, this yeah. beyond the eye. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So I think it's also kind of um, what I was going to say was the life we chose almost. Mm-hmm. Um, Thanks. I'm never going to forget. It. This was two years ago. Um, lost my aunt unexpectedly. And that was the first time i had something go on in my life where um i was exploring it i had something to say didn't know how to say it and also didn't want to say it Mm -hmm. because um it was not just me going through it right and i didn't want to exploit or share anyone else in my family to a life that they didn't sign up for right you know sure i might have signed the contract and accepted that, okay, I'm going to be in the public eye with my job, but I don't want to have to expose my family unwillingly, um, my extended family, my cousins, my mom, my dad, my aunts and uncle to talk about what we're going through. Sure. Because that was quite frankly a time 
I needed to be off social media and with my family. Anyways, mm-hmm. yeah. And I was, look, in hindsight, I was so glad that I did what I did. All I did was after the fact, the following Monday after the funeral, I just posted a black screen, white text that says, I'm not the strongest one in my family. RIP mm-hmm. to my aunt. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And that's all I had to give yeah. to the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk now, because we're coming into uh, towards the, the tail end of the podcast. Your music, man. I, I want to give folks an opportunity to check you out and all that. And, and you had a new single just drop. Yes. This was this November, right? November, yeah. Yeah. Talk about yeah. that. Because you slowed it down on us, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I want to do like a legit R&B joint and, and show people that I can do that. Yeah. Like that's a major influence in my music. Is okay. the old, the 90s R&B stuff. Boys mm-hmm. to Men, Brian McKnight, you know, Casey and JoJo. Like that was that was my stuff in yeah. high school. And um, so I wanted to kind of pay tribute to that and and do a legit R and B uh, joint, so people know that that's I can do that as well. So yeah. so that's what it was, yeah. And it was um, it was actually a lyric I've had for years and never knew how to use it. Yeah, I finally was able to piece it together with with some other stuff and and make a song out of it. So yeah. So what was the inception for that? How did it come about? Let people know exactly um, what you tried to hit with the song because. Jess and I have played it a couple of times. I'm not going to tell you the setting that it was in. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was It was literally, it's a tribute to my wife. It's, it's, it's about, and a tribute to all the ladies, yeah. you know, and about someone that you love. It's about falling in love with um, with the person, the soul, the mm-hmm. whole being, like mm-hmm. falling in love with their life and their character and, and everything. It's, I just summarize that by saying i love your way yeah just everything about you yeah you know so that was that's awesome yeah simplify it yeah just likes that show, song a lot too. <laughs> she made me add that to the playlist not that she yeah. had to twist my arm too yeah yeah <laughs> but man. that was added to the playlist and you're working on a number of projects now yes beforehand uh, 2020 is a big year for you you're, yeah you're coming out swinging huh yeah i am and i'm trying i'm trying hard to to make my run this year and get to a level of success that 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 I want to get to. Yeah. Um, and the goal is, is a minimum of like six originals this year. Nice. Um, probably we'll put that on an EP, you know, as a collection to make that available too. But also hitting hard the the YouTube, uh, hitting hard the cover songs. I'm going to do a lot mm-hmm. of cover songs this year. I think those are, at my level of success and as an artist, people aren't just looking for me yet. Yeah. So if I'm singing songs that they know, they're more likely to find me. Yeah. Um, and then they can find my original stuff after the fact. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I, I recognize that, and I'm going to start putting out a lot more songs that are hitting on the radio already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, kind of get people used to the voice and then yeah. mm-hmm. show them what out. I can do. And then, mm-hmm. okay, now here's my other stuff too, if you like, like that. So, yeah. A little appetizer. I mean, there's yeah. not many course. artists yeah. that didn't once do a cover in their life right Uh, i mean that's in in a way it's also showing respect to the type of music that you do like type of Mm -hmm. music that you can do you show people you're versatile without having to show them everything yeah yep i think was it um didn't justin bieber have like a cover song or something that usher found him or something like that on youtube i know somo became famous off just straight covers there yeah Teddy yeah. Swims is the latest guy that's mm, done it. Really? I think I showed you. Did I show you his I think stuff so. last time? Yeah, I he's so. incredible, man. And literally in, in a span of like six months. In the sex scene, I know it, dude. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> he did it with covers. Noah yeah. Guthrie. Shout yeah. out to Noah. He's in Greer, man. He's, he's from so Greer. Good, so man. he's touring now and doing his yeah. thing. So yeah, I feel like there's a lot of um, 
great talent coming out of the upstate. Mm-hmm. Really is. You know, um, was Marcus King Band, aren't they? Yep. Out of the area. They're, they've they've blown up, man. They mm-hmm. were on Fallon and yeah. um, mm-hmm. another one of the late night shows the other day. Yeah. So, I mean, I, honestly, I think you're in the in the yeah. right environment. Yeah. And it's very, mm-hmm. uh, it's very fertile ground here. Yeah. You know, just go ahead and say it now. Brad Keaton, the next big thing to come out of the upstate of South Carolina. Yeah, saying it on the rainbow, man. That's right. mm-hmm. um, I'm excited to catch some of the videos and stuff that you're putting up on YouTube. Um, I wanted to go, because you said something that kind of sparked this question um, about the length of a song. Because you were saying, you know, the goal is six originals this year, right? Yeah. And I, I want to debunk this for people, because I had a friend who, um, he was um, he was an up-and-coming rapper. And he was working on an album and everyone was like, dude, it's taking you so long to work on this album. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you hear some people, some artists are like, yeah, you know, I, I wrote the song in about 15, 20 minutes or something. But like, there's so much more to that in the song process. And I know we've touched on like the structure of writing and, and kind of making the song, but how long would you say like making a song can be? It could be anywhere from a short amount of time, long amount of time. What would you say is the length of time for that? As far as crafting the song, yeah, it varies. And like you said, some songs I've written in one setting. Just sit down, have an inspiration, sit down. Uh, you, you heard the song Yours. I yeah. just want to be yours. I wrote that one very fast. Yeah. Um, because I had, a, I had a melody in place, sat down at the keyboard, played some simple chords with it. And um, that one was done... Not even in one setting now, but but probably a week. Mm-hmm. That one was done because I took it to the guy that was producing it. He added some stuff to it, which which inspired me even more to continue to write and finish it up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, some songs just like flow out of you. And I tell people a lot when I do shows and stuff, like that one literally just kind of poured out. Like that one was there, ready to be written, mm-hmm. just waiting for me to put pen to paper, and it came out. Yeah. Um, and then some, like I said, I've had lyrics for 10 years before. that mm-hmm. I'm like, I got, this is a good lyric. I believe in this lyric. I'm going to hold on to it. Yeah. And then Your Way was one of those. Yeah. Um, and so I just held on that for forever because I like, I got to fit this in somewhere. Yeah. And, and then it came uh, back. Yeah. And it comes back around. It comes back around later on. So. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Um, I want to give our listeners an opportunity to hear your vocal ability before I sign off here. Um, before that happens, um, go ahead and drop all the social media platforms, the, definitely the YouTube channel, the the Spotify that they have to search and everything. And of course, I'm going to have it in the show notes, but let them know where they can find you and hear some more of your music. Sure. Uh, BradKeatonMusic.com is the website. That's probably the easiest. Nice. Um, they can get everything there, links to all that stuff. But uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter is all at Brad Keaton Music. Nice. And then uh, YouTube is just Brad, um, YouTube.com dash Brad Keaton. Nice. And um, I want to recap some of the things you said in terms of the emotional highs and lows being the best times to write. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's awesome because I've been trying to pick up the, on the habit of journaling. Yeah. And I find that writing down my thoughts, and especially when they're heightened in in one way or another, oddly enough, I'm more articulate. Mm-hmm. It's almost like yeah. because I'm heightened, I want to get it out, and I'm more focused on getting the thought or the feeling out. So that's right. definitely a great tip. I love that you said that, and the fact that luck is really the hard work meeting the opportunity. It's, exactly. You got to put in the work, and exactly. they always say, "Yeah, t- ten years to build an overnight success." You'll be shocked at how fast the success comes after you put in the 
right. time of work. Might look like luck to a lot of people, but it's it's not typically not. It's not. <laughs> and uh, I'll work on my range in, <laughs> in the shower. <laughs> in the shower, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure I play this podcast for Jess before when she's just like, "What are you doing yeah, in yeah, that yeah. shower?" La 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 la. la. <laughs> that, that's, that's all I got. Tell but, Jess I told you that one. Yeah, I'll, I'll blame it on you yeah, when yeah, she's but... <laughs> walking around with earplugs. <laughs> but yeah, Brad, I'd love for you to drop a, a verse of a song of your choice um, and let our listeners here really give them a taste on what they're going to be hearing throughout the year 2020. Okay. I'll do a little verse off of um, Moving On. This is one of the songs that I wrote too. Oh, yeah. I feel like heartache is a friend of mine And I feel like getting drunk on killing time So I think I'll go out on a Friday night And maybe everything will be all right I wrote the right song for the wrong one And now she's gone but to reach their own Bruised my heart but baby it didn't break You got me burning bridges down every road I take but baby, I'm moving on, yeah, yeah. Baby, I'm moving on. See, I was lip singing. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> want to mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great one, man. Thank you so yeah. much. I think that's enough to pull our listeners in to hear the rest of what you got. Sweet. I'll have all those links in the show notes. Guys, check my man out. 2020 is going to be, I think it's going to be a pivot year for you, man. I agree, bro. I'm, I feel like the momentum has been building to this point yeah. and everything is in place. I can't so. wait. Brad, man, thanks for being on the yes, podcast. Sir, man. Thank uh, you. For the listeners that made it to the end, uh, I'm sure, and I know you enjoyed it. Definitely so many tidbits to take back. And of course, if you look at your life like a song that you're writing, understand that you're going to have your emotional highs, your emotional lows, but find your melody, find your range, and then find somebody that that coincides with that. Find someone to live your life with and uh, keep on pushing through those rains and the storms because I promise you, the rainbows, they're out there for you. Everybody wants the sunshine, but they don't want the rain, but you can't get the pleasure without a little pain. Let's grow. Falling in love feels a lot like falling in love. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cause I'm in over my head. If you look at the two of us, oh, but baby, I've always been a dreamer. So I don't mind reaching for the stars. Oh, Honey, you might be my freedom With just a little help from my bubba Cause I just wanna be yours, only yours And you to be mine, mine all mine Cause you're the only one my heart beats for There's nothing in this world that
an irreplaceable feeling in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't have to think twice. Cause I know what I want to be for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. I just want to be yours, only yours. And you to be mine, mine, all oh mine. You're the only one my heart beats for There's nothing in this world that I want more I just want to be yours I just want to be yours yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at you, look at me, look at us It's something special that the world can't touch We live out loud, the world can't hush One nation under a groove with yeah, God first yeah, yeah, What you prefer, destiny or purse In pursuit of happiness, loyalty over merch You gotta hit it with that gel of vert I'm saying baby, hold on to me, try it, it works Move on, live always in the present Love grows and gets deeper with understanding Heaven sent before this, I was desperate I blew a kiss and you dug down and didn't catch it We both smile, yeah, we so petty A lifetime to be so dope and I'm so ready I think you knew your future was new the day you met me Everybody got somebody I just wanna be yours, only yours And you to be mine, mine, oh In this world that I want more I just wanna be yours, only yours This is beautiful music And you to be mine, mine, oh mine You're the only one my heart beats for My heart beats for Nothing in this world that I want more I just wanna be No Rain, No Rainbows podcast is recorded at Camaraderie, a collective workspace in Greenville, South Carolina, right off the Swamp Rabbit Trail. If you're looking for a place to grow your business, network with other professionals, and establish your own workspace, Camaraderie is the place to do so. Get access to high-speed internet, private showers and towel service, free methodical coffee, and free beer on tap. For more details, be sure to head over to camaraderiecowork.com or hit the link in the show notes and find out how you can lock in your space with rates starting at just $99 a month. Be sure to tell them that Ted sent you and try it out for free. You never know, you just might find a new home at Camaraderie. Let's grow.